So, the Olam asked for specific inyonim of emuna, which I'm very excited about. I don't think I've ever given it in this forum before. And let's start like this. Chazal tell us, Chazal tell us that when we get to the base in Shalmalo, after 120 years of living in this world, we're going to be asked three questions. The very first question, according to many, is, were you busy with Emunah? Okay? Were you busy with Emunah? And that is a very important thing. The Nesiva Shalom, the Slalom Ereb and Parshish Vayichi, brings down that one of the very first questions that we're going to ask ourselves, that we're going to be asked, is, were we busy with Emunah, not only in business, but in Emunah and Hashem? One of the foundations of a Yid is this. And if we have this foundation down, we'll have everything. This is the foundation of Yiddishkeit. This is the foundation of everything. And anyone out there that's listening right now that thinks, <laughs> I have a Muna, I, I believe in Hashem. I'm good. I don't really need to hear this. Like, okay, I'll come because it's like nice to hear. But I don't need this. I believe in Hashem. We're going to learn a different perspective of what exactly is the definition of a Muna. How are we going to machazik our Muna? And first and foremost, today, we're just going to give a little bit of an introduction. What is emuna? Remember, there are two things. There's emuna and there's betochen. Okay, we're going to discuss that as we go on. But you know, many people have many questions in their lives. I don't know if any of you ever thought of these questions. But if you never thought of these questions, I think maybe today's the day to think of them. And that is many times people think, you know, what's the meaning of life? Why was I sent down to this world? What is the purpose that the Rabbani Shalom created me? Why did the Rabbani Shalom feel that I needed to be created when there are billions of other people in the world? What do I give to the world that nobody else does? What, what makes a person happy? What's the purpose of everything? What gives a person satisfaction? A person has so many questions, and if you never ask yourself those questions, you should. The real answer to all of these things is in fact Imuna. That sometimes you have people that walk around with no purpose in life. They have no understanding of what they're doing in this world. Right? says, what's your, what are you, what's your purpose? Why were you put into this world? It's a question that every single one of us have to ask ourselves. If you never asked it until today, ask it right now. Why are you here? There are many people that go through bad, quote-unquote, situations. Bad times. We know it's not bad. Everything is good. But there are many times we go through situations that seem to be very difficult. And we wonder why. Why? Why do we need this for? And the answer again is emuna. If we, Rabbi Isai, listen carefully. I'm going to say this with confidence. If we gain the skills of what we're about to learn, this will change our lives. You know, you always go to that shmooze where the Rebbe gets up and says, Guys, this shmooze can change your life. And maybe it can also. But if you think about the underlying principles of everything we stand for as Yidden, if we learn this basic idea and we internalize it, and not only that, that it permeates within our blood, within our veins, this is our very being, and it should be, this can absolutely change the way we act, the way we react, and everything that happens in our lives. Because so many people are struggling. So many people are going through hard situations. They grew up with hard situations. They're going through hard times. And they wonder why. What's the purpose? What am I doing this for? Emuna. Everything is emuna. Now again, after emuna comes betochen. But the first thing is emuna. And I'm not, there's a reason I'm not translating that in English. You know, I got an email not so long ago from a big businessman who started his own business. 
And he said, I'm finding it very, very hard, you know, because I used to work for somebody else. Now, when you work for somebody else, it's easy. You get a paycheck every month, you get your money, and you're done. Like, you don't have to worry, like, oh no, is there going to be money this month? Because you get your paycheck every month, you're good. But he said he left that business, and he became, you know, he worked for himself. And he said he had to, he was forced to mechazik in his emunah. Because he realized that, really, the Rabbani Shalom is giving him everything. That until now, he was kind of, I guess, relying on his boss. But until now, he realizes he has to rely only on the Rabbani Shalom. Because there's nobody else that can help you. The Chavi Salavavos, which we're not going to get into at this moment of time, in Shara B'tochen, brings down that if a person trusts, not on Hashem, but on something else, then Hashem removes his hashkocha on you. That's a very scary thing. Okay, he's talking about B'tochen. But just to, just to drive home the point, says the Chavi Salavavos, that if a person doesn't trust in Hashem, everyone has to trust in something. Right? Or someone. Everyone. There's no thing as the person that doesn't trust, I don't trust in anyone. There's no, no, no atheist in a foxhole, we know that, right? Everyone believes in something or someone. If you don't believe in Hashem, you might believe in your boss, because your boss is the one that pays you your paycheck. Or you might believe in, I don't know, whatever it is that you believe in that gives you the money, that gives you a panos, that gives you a source of income, you eventually put your trust on someone else. Says the Chavis Adavavis, if you put your trust in something else, the Ubuntu removes his ashkocha, and that's a very dangerous thing. Right? We'll talk about that. That's betochen. We're, we're going to go more into that when we get into that. But I just want to begin by giving you, first of all, where do we find, where do we find this in of emuna? Where does it come from? Right? Because before we delve into the subject, and there's a lot to go through, there's a lot of material. As I said to you before, you guys got me, uh, got me busier than I thought I was busy. Baruch Hashem, I was busy preparing this shit. But um, as I said, I don't think I've given a, a series of emuna, you know, talks in the way that we're doing it now. But I believe... This could be very powerful. That's why I agree to you guys, because it's one of the biggest histories we can learn, and it's one of those powerful things that we can get into our lives. So we start with the Torah. That's where everything begins, right? Everything begins with the Torah. Parshas Yisroi. Aseres Adibrois. Right? Perek Chof. Pasuk Allah. Vaidab Aleyhim. Eskol Hadvarim Ha'il Aleyma. And this is it, Rabbi Isai. Onoichi Hashem Aleykecha Ashehotse Sicho Me'eretz Mitzrayim Me'beis Avodim. I am Hashem. That is what it is. The next one. But from here it's very, very clear. The Torah is telling us that there is a mitzvah to believe there is a Rabbani Shalom. I want to read you the Loshan of the Rambam. A beautiful Rambam. It's going to be the Rambam. And the Rambam says, it's in Yesoida Torah, where the Rambam says, like this, Yesoida Yesoidos. You know what Yesoida Yesoidos means? The foundation of all foundations. Imagine you have a building site. If you went to a building site, you see that the first thing they do is they build foundation. They dig down. And the deeper... By the way, this is a very important site. The higher the building is going to be, the deeper they're going to build the foundations. Which means, if they want to build a very tall building, they're going to have to go along and build very deep foundations. The higher the building... The deeper the foundations, says the Rambam, the Yesoid HaYesoidos of everything is to believe in Hashem. The trust, the belief that there is a Rabbi Shalom, that the Rabbi Shalom was here before anything else was here. The Rabbi Shalom found everything that was meant to be found. Everything that's in the world that we see was found by the Rabbi Shalom because the Rabbi Shalom created it. And therefore the Yesoid HaYesoidos, the foundation of all foundations, is this. Is, is to believe and understand that the Rabbi Shalom created and runs the world, says the Chinuch. Listen to this Chinuch in Mitzvah Chofei. 
להאמין שיש לו עולם, אלוהיקה אחד, to believe that there is in the world one source, one God, שימציא כל הנמצא, that found everything that there is to be found. That means everything that was, everything that is, everything that will be. Says the Chinuch, it's a mitzvah. A mitzvah is to believe that everything comes from the Rabbi Yisham. It's all in the mitzvah of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, of Maimon Harsina. Maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit of time. We've got a lot to discuss. Emunas Chachomim, Abba There's so much to discuss. But today, just as an introduction, to realize that everything comes from the Rabbi Nishlan. Everything we have comes from the Rabbi Nishlan. In Ori Chetzkel, Rabbi Chetzkel Levenstein brings on his Chelek on Emunah, he brings the altar of Kelm, and he brings a, a Pasuk in Novi, V'tzadik be'emunasa yichye. And Tzadik lives with his Emunah, through his Emunah. That means when a person has achieved Emunah in his life, he has everything, he becomes a tzaddik because that is it, that is the ikah, says, says, says Rebbe Chetzka Levenstein, that the ikah of everything is emunah. If a person has emunah, he has everything he needs. That is what it is, a true believer. And that, by the way, obviously leads us to so many things. I'm not speaking Lashon I'm not doing Averis. We spoke about this last week a little bit when we talked about Kedusha Shabbos, the Indian of loving Hashem, which maybe we'll get into also, which Rabbi Niyone brings in Perkyovus. That when a person loves Hashem, he should want to serve Hashem because he loves Him. Not because of anything else. Because of what Hashem gives you. Because Hashem is the only person in the world. Person, quote unquote. The only being in the world. Everything comes from the Rabbanish and we should love Hashem. But let's, we're getting carried away with the specifics. And there's a lot to discuss. There's a lot to get through. But again, like I said, this can change a person's life. And a person lives with their Munah. Can change everything. I'll give you a story to, to demonstrate that in a moment. But I just want to move on to another idea. What does emunah mean? You know, we, we throw out the term emunah. You know, if someone asks you, what are you having in she? Oh, I'm having shurim in emunah. Oh, very nice. What, what's emunah? And it's a very important question. What is emunah? How do we define the word emunah before we delve into the subject and want it to change our lives? What is the definition of emunah? Okay? So Ravik de Zatzal brings a beautiful parish and understanding what is emunah. What is the meaning of emunah? Now, the word emunah comes from the word ne'emonus. Ne'emonus means faithfulness, loyalty. That's what it means. That means if a person, if you have, you have good friends, if anybody has a good friend out there, think for a moment, you have, oh, he's my good friend. Like, we're boys. Right, we're, we have a good, really good friend. It means that you'd be faithful for him. You'll do whatever it is for your friend. Would you do that? Would you, you'll do anything for your friend. You love your friend. You care for your friend. You'll do anything for him. You'll, you'll even put your life at stake for him because he's your best friend and you'll do anything for him. Avram Avinu, we're learning in these parishes, is called the Rosh Hamaminim. Right? The Rosh Chochmah says that about Avram Avinu. Says the Rosh Chochmah in Shah Ha'ava, Perikid base. Avram Avinu is called the Rosh Hamaminim. Why? Because of his faithfulness to the Rabbi Nishlanim. Avram Avinu did everything. Look at the ten tests that Avram Avinu passed because he loved Hashem so much. A Maimin is someone that has faithfulness, someone that has loyalty. That's what it is. So I'll tell you, Victor Miller paints like this. He says, Kladisol are known to be the nation of Maminim. Right? We're Maminim, B'nai Maminim. What does that mean? So he says, you have to understand, it doesn't mean we're a nation of believers. Until you came into here today, I believe if I would have asked every single one of you, what does it mean to be a Maimin? 
Every single one probably would have translated as a believer. We believe. We're a na- right, Muslim, right? We're a nation of believers. Ravik Damila takes it into a whole different dimension. And that's what's important to know this as the introduction before we move on. When we talk about emunah, we're talking about the virtue of loyalty. We're talking about emunah comes from Naaman being loyal. When a Jew has emunah, it doesn't mean he's a believer. It means he's loyal. Right? That's what Ravik Damila's pshat. A person sometimes says, if you convince me of Yiddishkeit, convince me of the whole truth of Yiddishkeit, prove to me that the Torah is true, I'll become a tzaddik overnight. You ever heard that? People say that. You know, prove to me it's true, I'll do whatever it takes. Right? Right? It's, it's, it's really, really not true. It's really not true because that's not what Nemonis is. Nemonis means to be a believer, to be a maimin, means to be loyal. That's what it is. It's not a matter of being convinced. Now, being convinced is very, very nice. Right? But a, a loyal Jew is not someone that's convinced. A loyal is someone that always has loyalty. And that's what Emunah is. I want to just give you an example of, of how this can change your life. Okay, listen carefully. I've said this previously when it came to Betochen, but it applies even more so by Emunah, which is the first stage. And that is, imagine if you have two guys who took a bus from Bnei Brak to Yerushalayim. Okay, they, took, they boarded the bus, they sat next to each other, they started schmoozing each other. Hi, where are you from? Where are you going? What are you doing? Whatever. And at one point in the middle of the bus, we'll call him Ruvain, starts dozing off. So Ruvain starts dozing off. He wants to relax. He wants to, you know, be well rested when he gets to Yerushalayim. Shimon, who's next to him, taps him on the shoulder and says, Ruvain, look outside. So Ruvain's like, he's trying to sleep. But okay, he looks outside and he sees, like, what's the problem, Shimon? Shimon says, no, no, Ruvain, I've done this route many, many times. There's something going on over here. I think the Arab driver is going to kidnap us. I've never done this route before. He, he's obviously taking us a different way. He's taking us from an Arab town. He's going to kidnap us. Ruben's like, oh, Shimon, please chill out. Calm down. It's, it's fine. Maybe there's, a, maybe there's a traffic jam. Maybe there's a shortcut. I don't know what's going on. Just, just relax. So he closes his eyes again. Two minutes later, Shimon's like, Ruben, Ruben, look, look outside. I don't recognize it. What's going to be? What's going to happen? He's going to take us. Oh, they're going to kidnap us. What's going to be my kids, my wife? I don't know, my cell phone on me. I should really call them and say goodbye. What's going He's like, chill out. He's probably just taking us a different route. Like, it's all right. Do me a favor. Could you leave me alone? I need to rest for the next half an hour before we get to Rishalayim. Don't, d- don't disturb me again. So Reuven goes to sleep. And while Reuven is sleeping, Shimon is he's biting his nails. He doesn't know what to do. He's going crazy. He's jumping up and down in his seat. He doesn't know where to turn. He doesn't know what to do. What's going to happen? He's got all his mind. What's going to happen? The police are going to come and they're going to find us. And it's going to be the newspaper. It's going to be a whole thing. It's mama's crazy. He's going stressful, like anxiety. It's, it's mama's show. Until about 20 minutes down the line, all of a sudden, the bus pulls in and, oh, he recognizes it. He pulled into like, they're like, oh, can you sell it here? I know where we are now. And suddenly they, dis, you know, they disembark by the Tachanemekazit. Reuven is well rested. He had a good shlof. He's calm. He's good. Shimon comes off like a nervous wreck. He just had stress for the last half an hour. He, Bosha, can't cope. Now, you know what this is? These are two people. One with Emunah, and one without Emunah. You're both taking the same ride. You're both taking the same journey. One has Emunah. And he realizes everything is from the Rabboni Shalom. There's a Rabboni Shalom who created the world. He is so powerful. He's able to create a world and me. He's able to sort out my problems also. He can deal with everything. If he sends me something, it means it's for me. He means he wants to challenge me. It means he loves me. Whatever it is, we'll get into all the details. So he's calm. Because everything comes from Hashem. And then we have the other one that's stressed. How many people live their life stressed? Oh, what's going to be here? What's going to be there? People are always nervous about the future. You know, I once saw a very interesting caption. 
it said that all the things that I worry about never happened. It proves that worrying helps. Okay? Get it? People live their life worried. People are nervous. People are so... It's a problem. Why? Emunah. If we, Rabbi Sai, would take what we're learning in these times and take it seriously and think about it and process it and maybe perhaps think about it during the day as well. Think about what we're learning today with just a little bit of a surface introduction of what is emuna. It can change your life because it can change the way you act and react to anything that happens to you. And that's a very important skill. It's something that's very important. It can change all the questions that we started with. Why am I here? What happens if this happens? All of these things that we grow up with and sometimes we go through in our lives. We realize that everything is emuna. Everything comes from the Rabbi Shalom. We can have a whole different life. We can be like Ruvain who is relaxed at the end of the journey because he realized that everything's from Hashem and there's no reason to worry about anything. Okay, so Hashem, tomorrow we can continue.